Justin. Yes, sir. Ray. Hello. We are going to talk at, welcome to Go Home Heat, first of all. We are going to talk today more at length about lengthy title reigns as we believe that Romans may be coming to an end soon, and this may be the last of these things we have seen for quite some time. I don't know that we'll ever see something like this again. We've gone from a reading society to a film society to a TV show society to a streaming and TikTok society. Our attention spans, we are training ourselves, are becoming gnat-like. And <laughs> Exactly. No, that's a big part of it. <laughs> right. And so I wonder if in this era we're going to be able to really become oh my god I love this character and it's okay that it's on top for uh, you know Roman's going on multiple years of this now but he has changed the game in some ways and we'll get into all that we'll also talk about Tony Khan style of being a champion which is almost a turnstile type of championship reigns and then we'll get into which there are gimmicks to that and reasons for that that are were beyond his control actually and then we'll also get into a little bit of what happened last night at, what was that called? Uh, deadline. Deadline. Something we did like Deadline. And then I didn't get to watch the other one, but the ROH one, but I'm thinking I may watch it today sometime. I have heard nothing but good things about that as well. After this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. So, you did, did you get to watch? You said you didn't get to watch it? I watched highlights and picked up on stuff like that. Okay, okay. We watched it, and I, I was worried that it was going to be a King of the Mountain Man match type scenario where I couldn't understand what was going on. Not a wrestling? No. No, I, I, maybe he is. I, sometimes you don't understand genius till it's gone. Wait, which one came up? Wait, did Jeff Jarrett come I, up with I that, or did Dixie come up with that one? Jarrett. What's that, J- that, Justin? I said I wish he would leave so I could understand his genius more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So what I thought was that it really just came down to it's a gauntlet match, and then whoever gets – you know, you add up the pinfalls at the end instead of people leaving. And so it wasn't that hard. And they utilized the penalty box after the pin to fight inside of it, so it worked. Wh- who was your star of the night on the pay-per-view? Match of the night, star of the night. Match of the night, star of the night. Opener one? Uh, the women's? The women's one. And then that would also be my star of the night, which would be Roxanne. I was pleasantly surprised that it seemed like every single woman in that match belonged. Because a lot of them were pretty new, and that was good. It was it, they, yes, sir. That's real hard to do, especially with a moving parts match like that. Right, right. I w- I thought for sure it would be more of a cluster than it was. The I th- I really did think they did a great job in that match. I thought the men's match was fantastic. The ending with Waller winning was crazy as he stole the victory from Mello, who had the pin right there, and then there were like 40 seconds left, and he just ran in circles around till the 40 seconds were over instead of fighting, which fits his character perfectly. 
and they have a pay-per-view before Mania, so Waller can go into Vengeance and wrestle. I thought, I actually thought the Fire, what's it? Uh, Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. I thought that match was really good. They did do some, I, I saw some people didn't love it because they did some supernatural stuff where Dawn was getting pinned. The referee like started coughing up black stuff and couldn't do the three count. She like supernatural'd him. <laughs> So the wrestling part was great, but I see where people would see that part and be like, yeah, no way. (laughs) Go ahead. Where's Jim Cornette? Yes, Jim Cornette was probably furious about that. Jim Cornette started punching his screen. I did really like it. I did like it, however, because anything that makes Jim Cornette angry, I enjoy. There you go. Anything that has a negative impact. um, On his happiness? On his happiness. Good deal. We had um, (laughs) Braun Breaker in a very good match with Apollo. It went about, uh, like... They went for the flash finish. It threw you off a little. Yeah, I, oh, I, I mean, I liked the match. It was just it felt like it, it felt like the match was building up, and then it just kind of ended. Right. So basically, what happens is Apollo goes for after Apollo's been on top of the fight for a little while. They, they started out with "I can do anything you can do," each mm-hmm. doing the same moves. And Bronze weren't quite as slick, but he's a little bigger, so you can understand him not quite. Be, I mean, Apollo's a freak. So if you can. Hey. If you can mimic him at all, it's pretty good. And he gets Braun up for Braun's finish, and Braun slides out of it and does a one-stride spear and wins the match, which, like he said, it could have been longer, but it was pretty doggone good, man. Those guys are those guys are talented. Now, let's get into the premise of the evening. Do we all agree, A, that Roman's reign has come to an end? I mean, yeah, it has to. I don't know. Who? Here's my question: What makes you think it's coming to an end anytime soon with the people they have in the company built up now, and what's on the horizon? Who and how? You see, I think it depends, right? Well, yeah. Because if if yeah yeah, <laughs> well if they're doing if they're doing if they're doing the Rock thing at Mania, right? Rock can't take the belt off of him. No, and I'm not. That was. <laughs> yeah, Rock's not taking the belt off, right? So, I guess you'd have the only other person I think would be Cody. Right. The rumors are swirling that Roman may work both nights of Mania, and if he works both nights of Mania, everybody's kind of jumping on the Rocky's going to lose on night one, Cody's going to win on night two. That way you split the titles up. Roman goes back with the head of the table routine to SmackDown. Cody takes the other belt to Raw. That makes a lot of sense. I think if Cody winds up headlining Mania with Roman and it's not Rocky, I think Cody gets the belt. I think Cody's the champ of Raw after Mania's over, as long as he's healthy. You don't think so? I, I, I don't. Not that I don't think so. I'm just like, man... You think Paul took that shit serious? <laughs> no. I, like, What's that? Our general is going to end the island of relevancy, man. Come on. Well, I, I, dude, I think that the the universe looks at Cody differently after what happened with Seth and 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 the way when he came back, he had so he had such a role. Now, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm saying that. Let me rephrase that. I'm not saying that Cody's reign won't be 
less than they hope for. I don't have a clue how that plays out. I'm saying I think that they believe the fans will be behind Cody enough that he's the babyface to take it off Roman. Yeah, I think I think I think he's temporary though, because I don't think that's gonna. Man, I'm sorry. What? I just and he to me to use his own examples to use his own like things that he enjoys Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Not even like the next generation. He's like <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Hold on. Those shows they put on the Paramount Plus. <laughs> Hold on, man. He's not even like Deep Space Nine, which had Hawk this, Spencer in it. Go, go ahead, because I think you have a different take on Cody altogether. I think you like Cody. Oh yeah, gen- genuinely. I think I think Cody taking down Roman makes complete sense, because I think Cody came. Cody was not ready for this, and then I think Cody went back, went to AW and proved himself. Uh, I think that. Um, What'd you say? Shovel too. That he proved he could tote that golden shovel too. <laughs> that man literally put everyone over in AEW. <laughs> what? Who is Brody Lee? Oh, uh, man went on, on his back for Sammy Guevara. I will. I will say this. <laughs> but if you look at it as Cody and AEW was left to his own druthers, he did whatever he wanted. He picked. He created these huge things. That's not going to happen in WWE. No. He's not going to get to like Roman gets to write his own shtick. Cody's not going to get to, you know what I mean? So, what I think you have, if with Cody back here, a he did point out on he did have some of his best work on his way out the door. He you know he did do that when he came into WWE. He was hitting home runs on the stick. Yes, he was wrestling Seth, but yes, those were home runs. You know, obviously going out and getting the win yeah. with the with the bad pectoral, that gets him set up perfectly for everything. I think he's good on the stick. I think he'll be able to promote the fights. I don't see him as a full year champion, which it to me is not a transitional champion. It's just I think we're going to get a rotation after Roman, especially on Raw. Well, yeah, and, and a transitional champion is not like eight months. That's like yeah. a month. Right, right. I could see here's, – here's – I was going to get into this much later, but when I look at the rotation, right, of the guys who can be champs, Cody I think can be a champ, and I think you can give him six to eight months, maybe even a year of telling stories with him on, at, at, back. Seth could be the champ. Kevin Owens could be the champ. Lashley could be the champ. Drew could be the champ. All those guys are respectable. None of those guys are going to get it for a year other than Mm. Cody. And I don't even know for sure if Cody would. Kevin Owens is the guy I see dethroning Roman on SmackDown unless something changes. And I feel like uh, that means Roman's going to keep – the, that belt and lose the other one because I think Owen, because I've, I've just read and I wish I knew which website, but I've just read that the plan is for Owens and Sammy to be back together by the time Mania comes around and for them to dethrone the Usos. So if that winds up being that, then whenever they lose, Owens goes for Roman and he gets that belt. And, mm-hmm. and, unless something happens between now and then that changes things. And I just don't foresee it. I could see Seth... 
Seth dethroned in Roman only because Seth has that, I've kind of always beaten you, even when you choked me out and put me to sleep Mm -hmm. over him. And so if he could just figure out a way to get in Roman's head and have Roman wind up. That story writes itself. And and here's the thing. I was picking it. I was picking it, Cody, early. But Ray is exactly right. Ray is. He's exactly right about how this has all played out and how, you know, he went and wandered in the wilderness, and now he's come back. And the story tells itself he's just about like, he's a little Jeff Jarrett to me. He's one of the few guys that does want to tell extended stories. And with with limitations, I think... Yes, yeah, so I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think, my, I think the... What kind of got Cody uh, when he was in the other company was that he was booking his own matches. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. There was no need for Arn Anderson. I love Arn Anderson. There's no need for Arn Anderson. We got one moment out of that where Arn was talking about shooting people up. But other than that, Cody <laughs> <Okay>. did <laughs> Listen, that Arn Listen, all right. That Arn Anderson. <laughs> Maybe it was worth it. But other than that, Cody didn't need his own personal coach. Cody didn't need any. Cody need the own personal entrance. Cody didn't need his... See what met like, I agree with y'all. I think what messes Cody up is when Cody has control of everything. <laughs> like his entrances where he would mix up, you know, I've got a bunch of Star Wars, I mean Star Trek stuff in there. And scare his now, dog. Does this have any match? Does this have any connection to character work? Does this have no, it's just half ass put in there. It's just <laughs> something I like and I'm throwing it on here and nobody's around to tell me not to. So I got away with it. With Triple H and a good creative team, I said that about WWE. Wow. Uh, That's crazy, right? I I think he can reach real heights. Yeah. Now let's, let's, let's pivot a little bit. How did we get here with Roman? Okay. Why and in, in in telling that tale, it needs to it needs to tell the tale as to why it's been he's been able to keep it going this long. Why a Vince McMahon, who's famous for having attention issues, would stick with Roman under these issues? Because you know when Vince was building his company, it was Bruno for years, and but he was build but that was his dad, and, and they were building yeah. A, yeah, and they were building a territory, and Vince took that same blueprint with Hogan. And he was building, trying to take over the territories. Mm-hmm. And, and it was seen. And it worked. He, he got bigger. Now, go ahead. The thing, the thing, the difference, the main difference, I think, between Roman's era as a long-term champion and guys like Bruno and even to a certain extent Hogan was the reason you had to have a long-term champ in the territories and stuff like that was I don't have a, te- a television show. Everybody's not tuning in every week to see this. I get I go put the same show on every town in this area so everybody knows what's going on. And then I got to spend another six months doing it again so everybody knows the next step in the story. And then so you had to do long term storytelling if you were going to do any sort of a champion that was, you know, it took a long time to tell Bruno San Martino's stories. Right. Because you go tell them everywhere. Right. Right. Same with Flair. Like, you didn't have 20 hours of television time a week to get across your stories, and then the next week you got to... So I think they kind of... Vince McMahon, to in, his, ugh, in some defense of him, was not prepared for the change that he made 
in turning it into weekly episodic television, it, it became it really did become like a soap opera. Right. That you have continual content that changed, but and like you said, you wanted bigger than life Hulk Hogan to get everybody's eyes in at the beginning, but to keep eyes, you had to offer. It right. had to change, and it it just figuring out change takes a while. Right, and and you know we we always say that Vince was the best at being a copycat, right? Oh God, yes. And with Flair, you had when he was in the WCW NWA. He was the predominant champion, but he would put other guys over. And then his obsession with keeping the title would be the tale you would tell whenever things got stagnant. Mm-hmm. Steamboat, Dusty, you know, Sting, the Stinger later on. You know, he would. He was omnipresent at the top of the ladder, and he had the belt most of the time, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Hogan just always won, and it was the, you know, but then. As we get into the modern era and really the hottest time period in pro wrestling history, part of what WCW did wrong was Hogan was omnipresent and yeah. usually the champ. And then they came up with dumb ways to keep it like that. The one that really mattered, the one that lived, was the Stone Cold. And he wasn't the champ particularly all the time. Nope. You, you nope. had this huge run of people in there. You, Mankind got a run with it. Kane would get a run with it. Taker got a run with it. Rocky got a Wait. run with it. Helmsley, freaking Jericho. Vince McMahon himself. Vince, yeah, Vince McMahon himself got a run with it. The, the great thing about Stone Cold was that he was bigger than belts. He was the story. When he was on the television show, it didn't matter because he was Wolverine. Right. Wolverine is not the strongest X-Man. Wolverine is never going to out, is never going to beat up Thanos, but Wolverine's the most interesting character. Right, because he can take the whoopings and he keeps coming back. JR was the perfect sidekick. Oh, yeah. Because he, he had that accent and it was the bionic redneck and, you know, Stone Cold. And, and you had a villainy lined up in front of him. And sometimes Vince would line up people in front of him. And it, they didn't necessarily have to even be aligned with Vince. But it, it was always Stone Cold that you cared about in a, in a rotation of, of villains that he could fight. And it worked beautifully in that time period. But then he got away from it a little bit in the next year. But not as yep. much as you think. Because Cena did kind of become a flourish when you look at like the number of days. Because what did he do? He would be the champ for a while. He had this indomitable spirit. But Edge would get a belt every now and then. Orton would get a belt every now and then. The handful of people that got over, got over. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody that took a belt from Cena was a Hall of Famer when it was done. Go ahead. I, Go ahead. What I agree with it somewhat, but it always felt like when in doubt, put the belt on Cena was his move. Yeah, well, I of think, course. Same I with Lesnar. Same with Lesnar. Lesnar. I, I think that that opinion would be less. Uh, you're right, Justin. I, th- I think you're completely right. Right? <laughs> there would be more argument to the opposite of that opinion if the PG era did not happen. And the belt, and I just Google it, the belt changed hands 11 times in 2009. And yeah. that's mostly Randy Orton and Cena. Right. They just get passing it back and forth. Yeah, I think, I think if Fruit Loops John Cena never happened and it just went from like military Cena. Yeah, yes, exactly. And he, he went back to Doctor of Thugonomics. <laughs> but, uh, 
never my problem was never with Cena as Cena man draws eyes, he's charismatic. Yeah. There's a reason that you want to put the belt on that guy. I just think that they never let him be all that he could really be in a wrestling ring. Oh yeah, the- as far as the the moves as far as the character work they could have done with him. You know, you know, it wasn't until Punk. It wasn't until Punk that we got to see who Cena could be. Yes. That, and that's what I wanted to say. I, and that wasn't Vince. That was, that was Punk. Punk. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman. Right, 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 of course. The, kind of the first thing with this was when Punk had his year-long run. Correct. Uh, yeah, right? absolutely. And that, that, absolutely. Because that was... Like people forget, that was after the whole the belt was just switching and switching and switching, and even beforehand, like when when Punk was in the title scene, uh, the summer of Punk. I mean, notoriously, completely was messed up mm-hmm. by make, being made more complicated than it was. Uh, Kevin Nash, they put Alberto Del Rio in there for some reason. Right. Uh, Kevin Nash was there no, for some reason. No, he was still alive. Uh, he sh- <laughs> he should probably be in prison. <laughs> no, Del Rio. Del, Del Rio should be in prison. Oh, the Kevin Dash? Yeah. Okay. OMG thought he was dead, lol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, when Punk had his year long run, like, that was unheard of in, like, 2013, 2012 when it happened. Right. Now, now switching gears a little bit, why is it that. Roman's gotten to become this omnipresence. And I think we can all agree it is due to the fact that Roman, being related to The Rock, believes in the Vin Diesel form of entertainment. Family. (laughs) Thank you. Right, right. That's what this is all about. Now Roman comes in, you know, if, if, you know, to tell the tale quickly. Roman he leaves due to COVID, and he's he's worried because he's you know dealt with the leukemia. He comes back from cancer. He's he's got the cachet when he's away to say, I'm going to be my own character this time around. Is cachet French for new teeth? New teeth, exactly. And Heyman, <laughs> Heyman. He brings Heyman on board immediately, right? And that was the smartest move you made. Right. So now you have Roman who's been sitting around, and he's more of a modern guy. He, play, he understands video games. He understands life. He creates a character where he's the final boss, but mm-hmm. he also wa- – you can tell he watches – I mean, I feel like he's seen Daredevil. I feel like he's seen all those good shows that we were getting in that time period right before – this all appears, and you and it turns it into more soap opera than it had even ever been before. Because as soon as he goes in and beats the fiend in Braun that first night, the shocker that he's a bad guy, and he goes in and wins it that first night, he begins to tell the tale with his with his cousin Jay. And then when that doesn't, when that finally finishes, he goes into the same tale with Jimmy. Probably coincidence of Jimmy coming back from injury. Then he, be, yeah, but then he he has them go win the belts, and now the show becomes insulated to some degree as he can tell tales that have to do with him and don't have to do with him through the family. And 
you rotate your Kevin Owenses and guys like that through the mix, and you get this really good television because he starts to show you what really bothered him the most about why is he a heel? It's it's in his freaking catchphrase. I'm a heel because you would never acknowledge me. I will point out that I think one of, again one of those happy coincidences that started this whole thing though is something Ray mentioned just a little bit ago. CM Punk had, if you look in the record books for longest title reign in the WWE in the modern era, whose name showed up? Punk. Punk. Who's not with the company? Punk. Who hates Vince McMahon? Punk. So. Right. Now, I do think. Man can write him out of the history book. I, I think, I don't think that was a huge part of it, but you, if you don't, this man's a petty, petty man. And if you don't tell me that that had something to do with it. I do think you're onto something because I think Vince would have gone to the trope of passing the title back and forth once or twice by now, if not for that record being there. Right. He would he would have he would have had somebody beat Roman and then Roman beat him. And we're going to get that. that. That'll be interesting to see when all this ends at some point. Does Roman leave? Because he's made the money. He's smart. He doesn't need it. Hollywood's calling. You know they are. Dude, he's perfect. He's perfect for Hollywood. He's perfect for, I mean, he, he walks around being perfect. He's, it's gross. You know what I mean? He's just, oh, look, that guy, he doesn't have a blemish on his skin. He's built perfect. He looks perfect. Yuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why we didn't, that's why we didn't like him as a baby face. And they still tried, they still tried to, even during that run, and a little bit before that run, you can see they, one thing about this run that works is that he is a heel and that he is able to show you his insecurities and things like that in the, in the face move and everything he does. But on the other shows, he, they were giving you Seth Rollins, the go-getter guy, right? Mm-hmm. They were giving you Drew, Drew McIntyre, the go-getter guy. They gave you, um, even before that, it worked with Kofi. It worked with Daniel Bryan. I think it worked with Seth and Drew for a little bit, but that wears thin. It does, but I would say too, and I think you make a great point there, because this two-year run as a heel now allows you, when you finally pull the trigger on it and flip him back to a, like a tweener or a or a tough baby face, mm-hmm. for him to get the heights he never could have got to before, right? Because of what you've established here, if he wants to do it, and the and the all that stuff personality-wise that you built. That right. you can now feed into him when he's the good guy, man. You can do so. You may he may see that and think, man, I've got a you know a great run on the backside of this too. Absolutely, absolutely. There is the chance. It. I just worry that Rome was not going to want to work with for us anymore. Th- that's my thing. If he wants to work, because what you're talking about, if what he's chased all of his. All of his career was the acknowledgement, and he finally gets it, and something happens, and he winds up coming to our side. With the people galvanized behind him, he could become this indomitable force, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is the story they kind of like to tell somewhat. Although we haven't – he can do it in a way that – remember when Triple H became the game after the quad tears? Oh, yeah, dude. And he was out there just kicking ass and taking names and – and it wasn't like he was a good guy. He was what you were. T- and let's face it, Roman's never going to be a full heel because 
there's a, there's a there's a section of the audience that liked him no matter what. He was still moving merch when mm-hmm. when we were saying, oh, it was a failure. Yeah, he was still headlining Mania. They were still selling it out. He was still moving merch. That dude behind the scenes is an incredibly nice dude who had cancer, who helps kids, who does all these. You can't hide that, dude. No, no, he's he's yeah, exactly. Um, we're we're lucky to get to share the planet with Roman. Acknowledge it. <laughs> okay, let's move into um. So we do. Th- you don't think it ends at Mania? I don't. I want to. I don't see how yet. Now, if they between now and then they could put together a storyline that could get me there, but I think that if you're going to do that, you need to commit to it now. Start putting it together and make it count. You can't half-ass and then decide at the last day not to pull the trigger on it. Bills, see, I feel like they've done that a couple of times where they built somebody up, got to the day, and been like, "Nah." We'll stick with what's 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 working. Yeah. Right. You got. It to it and what hurts you know what hurts me is when they get it to a point where I don't know for sure who's gonna win and they accidentally release the t-shirt the day before the matches yeah. and I'm like well yeah. dude he's got a belt on <laughs> <laughs> somebody well, get with the saw, merch department you saw on did y'all see where on young rock yes walk around and they went through his trophy room and it had the belt the Roman belt? Dude, if he were to win the Universal title, that would be crazy. I don't expect Rocky to give us a month of his life. So he'd literally... No. That would be one way to do it, though. That would be one way to do it. You could have him go over Roman. <laughs> That's, that, that'd be crazy. That's how we get the new belt. Rocky, Rocky wins it, and then he just goes home. And then he puts a bull on the sucker. And well, no. What I was saying was, you could have him win it, and then come out for SmackDown once. You have Roman and the whole crew jump his jump his tail, and then have you know somebody pull off a match where they you know where, where, Ro- mm-hmm. where Rocky's just laying there, and you know you cover him as as he's like you know. You weekend that Bernie's them down to the ring. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. And you and they're talking about maybe having the Money in the Bank ladder match at Mania. Which to to me, a it makes the most sense. If you're gonna have two nights, you could use those two matches. It won't hurt the length of the card. Yeah. And, and if you're going to, here's the thing: if I'm gonna bring in five people that don't work for the company to work Mania, three people, then yeah. I need to come up with a way for everybody who deserves to have a WrestleMania moment to get a WrestleMania moment. So if I can stick eight people out there. And give them their moment, then that's 16 people you, you just made happy in your company, and you gave the audience a car, a car crash to start both nights. Yeah. You know, so what's better than that? Now, let's move into AEW because I, I think I've called it turnstile booking, and I think Tony has a shiny new toy issue sometimes, and I kind of get it because I've never spent the amount of money that he spends on talent. But if I buy something expensive, I want to use it, right? And I'm not going to wait a month or two months or three months to use it. Now, we look at this, and we've had 10 champions, 11, actually, if you count MJF, since AEW has started. It's only been three years. Now, you were talking about there were 10 or 11 in 
one year there with WWE for a little while. Yeah. And if you flip over to the fact that when Roman was champ, they were going through multiple champions on the other show. You know what I mean? It wasn't like uh, it was that. But you had Jericho for what, from August to February, Mox, and then you had Kenny Omega, and then you had Adam Page, and then you had Punk. I think the outlier here is if not for Punk, Page would have been a champion for a long time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know when they were booking Paige towards that time. Because they've been booking Paige for the championship since before they had a company. And if not for a dog, right. still be still champ. Still well, champ, that, right? That in the top row. <laughs> yeah. That, that's another but, thing. I mean, no way thought Punk was going to get injured. <laughs> Why? Yeah. But the reason you have that 10 titles is because... You know, Which, Punk has to give it up, and then Mox winds up with it, and then Mox winds up solidifying it, and that title reign is only like a day, and then Punk gets it back, and then he's got to, you know, it. it yeah, that it that, gets that, weird. that 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 whole thing with Punk getting injured is kind of what what kind of messed it up a little bit for me. But things, you know, things get messed up. They weren't gonna have like a perfect track record forever. Now here's the question: Do we get a long reign with MJF? Yes. I don't think that's He's up. The for, guy. I don't think that's up for debate. Like I don't, I don't think there's anybody in the company right now. Who do you see as champion? This is my question with the booking we've gotten out of that company. And I don't know the answer. I know what my answer is. Who do you see as champion that hasn't already held the belt in that company for an extended period? Not, not. I was champ for a month. I was champ for two months. Who feels like oh that guy can be? The face for an extended period of time. Keith Lee? <laughs> but have they booked him like that? They might. Uh, I feel like, and I'm a mark for him, but Black could. But have they booked him like that? No. No. You'll see. We'll see how they book him coming out of this. Right. My thing is, like, Ricky Starks, right? When I listened to Ricky Starks the I- other night, when Starks was in the ring with MJF after that match... He felt like an equal. And what bothered me about that was up until that match, he was not treated like an equal to MJF. He he lost his feud coming out of, you know, when he broke up with the crew he was in, he lost that feud, he loses another match, he loses another match. He's, you know, his booking's off and on. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to think, because he had a good two weeks, that he's going to be the guy to take care of. Now, if he gets the diamond... Off of MJF, maybe that changes. But my thing is, if you got a guy that hasn't won a title, uh, the world title before, and he hasn't won most of his, uh, you know, you know, ninety percent of his matches this year, and when he does lose, it's by cheating. I'm gonna find it really hard to think he's my guy. I think in the Ricky Starks promo, <laughs> he kind of acknowledged that. That he it was just because he was put in that battle royal and and not be like, not like power ranking stuff, right? But even then though, when he sits there and says, you know, you've had everything given to you, you took your ball and went home. That's my point because when when we look at MJF, he was booked terribly too. He lost his feud with Jericho. He you know how many of these guys have lost a feud with Jericho? Don't that, get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> See, you see, MJF had to get mad, quit the company, 
say he was never coming back, go everywhere he, go everywhere he could go and say that he was a you know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley's his favorite guy, Roman Reigns is anything he could say to say good about WWE just to get to be the world champ and be booked as if he could be. That's my thing with what's going on over there. And I'm not saying it can't be corrected because I think Tony has shown a very good ability to self-correct. It's just sometimes, you know how when you're driving down the road and you kind of run off the road a little bit, you jerk the wheel? Overcorrection. Right. Instead of, okay, I've been booking this guy wrong in six months. I'm going to have him where he needs to be, and you start winning. In this day and age, six months is silly, but in two months. I'm gonna have him where he needs to be. You 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 gradually do that. He wins a match. He wins a feud. He wins another feud. Now he's in position to challenge. Instead of doing that, he'll just boom. This guy's on my team. Miro's back. I'm gonna put him in the championship match today. I signed Punk. You know, well, to be fair to Punk, he did. He bounced around a little bit. But Daniel Bryan, I don't even get that at all. He's a world champ. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why Brian Anderson hasn't gotten to run with that. He's the best. They don't understand storytelling. <laughs> a beginning, a middle, and the end. Right. The hero's journey. It's, it's not they're, difficult, they're, folks. It writes itself if you just pay attention. They did it with Hangman perfectly. Yes. And then they and, took the belts off him. And then they never did it again. <laughs> Annihilated everything they did. Right. Well, Mox, you know, Mox is a great guy to have as an omnipresence in that title run. And I and I do think they were good. They they did the right thing every time Punk. Got hurt or faltered or, or the the issue, issues backstage. Getting the belt on Mox made sense, and Mox was the perfect guy to hand it to MJF. And if they will let MJF, like you, stay the champ for eight months, ten months, and build that, we have guys that are supposed to be pillars, right? Who's that? Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy, Darby, MJF, MJF, Chris Statlander. <laughs> no, it was Britt Baker, but there was somebody before that. But let's face it. You need to get a new foundation. Mm-hmm. The way you book Boy, Jungle Boy and 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 um, Darby, I, I just think, like you said, start building Keith Lee. Darby's a long way away from being the kind of guy you could. I don't know that Darby. Nothing against Darby, but I don't know that he could wrestle like he wrestles and be the champ for six months. Yeah, because he would have to do spectacular yeah. things uh, in. On every Wednesday night, and at some point he's gonna hurt himself. I don't know if I'm ever gonna see a Darby as like a world champ. I want him to be a world champ, but it's gonna need to be like two months. On the WWE side, and I'm finally glad he's getting to show what freaking uh, that I could see being the smaller guy that could hold it for that period of time is freaking Ricochet. Finally, right? How is that guy not carriage belt? For a while, a little bit. That dude does things nobody else can do in the ring. He's just big enough to make it look right. Well, and to your point, the other guy he's going to wrestle is another guy that can be a world champ if you do it correctly when you take the the mid-card belt off of him. Yes. He's got a crew that can help him. He, He There's nobody in your company that looks like they can physically... Dominate him. If it scared the crap out of me when Braun Strowman was chasing him around the other day, I'm like, "What are we doing?" I thought this was dead. You I know, just, I hate it so <laughs> much. Hey, oh man, 
I, but I do think MJF's the guy to keep it for a year. You agree? Yeah. And, yeah definitely better. And they need to build under him to a point where we have a rotation. Because he's – Roman, I think, would be fantastic at the chase guy. I'm totally obsessed with the title. I have to have it. We haven't gotten it yet because he's had the belt for three years. MJF is another guy that if he has the cachet to always demand a title match like Ric Flair once had, he's the Mm -hmm. perfect guy to chase and do evil things to people and kind of control everything behind the scenes and make sure that he can. I mean, you can go back to that storyline. I'm threatening to leave whenever you want. It doesn't have to be true. You know? Ed's great at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, I want to give a quick shout-out to somebody that never gets any attention before we wrap this thing up. Charlotte Flair? Pedro Morales. Oh, there you go. 1,027 days as champ. Hey, let's do this, though, quickly. I'm sorry. The women's side of things, Jade Cargill, right? Yes. She's the one that eventually you put the belt on for a long time. But yeah. that's but that's not now. Do you do you stick with Hater for a while? No. I think Hater's earned her her earned hers for a while. Okay, so she goes over Brit whenever they wind up. I, I think the two main champs that AEW have right now they stick with them for a while because I think they should probably be like the faces of their respective. Okay. Um, you know. Okay, I, I think you're right. They're in a good spot to build everything. Yeah. And when Hater goes over Brit, it's going to be she'll be the face champ. Yes. That, yeah. that story tells itself right there, and then you boom, you're off and running with her. I think Bianca has to stay the champ for a long time. Mm. I think you need to move. I think you need to have Rhea fight her, lose to her, and then within a year, get Rhea over to the other brand I because I think she's a champ for a while, too. I, I think you could do like a Cena-style thing with Bianca and have her lose the belt a couple times and then win it back. Yeah, but so you're saying something like... Yeah, I, I think Bianca's. I think Bianca <laughs> is a bit different than like, oh, yeah, give her, just, give, just straight up just give her the belt for like a year or so. But I can see, too, though, you got to give her that first run... Or the first real run, a good long one to establish this champ is a dominant champ, and then later, yeah, you can go. It doesn't hurt her to hold it for two months and give it up again. Right. Yeah. That's who's saying. Like you could say she's the champ from Mania to Mania and a little more, and then maybe Rhea does come in and get it for two months and then give it back, and then yeah. some, you know that kind of thing. And so over a three-year period, she'd be like a. 20 month champ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I think I think that makes sense. Becky's long reigns are over? I don't think so. I think she's got another one in her. You think she she gets she gets over to SmackDown and does it? That's a good possibility. Right. Okay, so the wrench in anybody's long reigns right now is in the Tokyo Dome. Reportedly. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. If she rolls in to AEW because that's they have the NJ, New Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance yeah. there. Do I don't see her showing up in the Impact Zone? <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> no. Okay, so imagine seeing her there with like Bobby Fish and Bubba Ray. If she shows up, Hater loses the belt. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. That's why. That's why I don't want her to show up. <laughs> it's because it's like straight up in whatever company she's showing up in, she's winning that belt. And I, I just, I don't want her. To, I don't think. Justin, did you see who she was training with the other day? No, I did not. Who? Juventud Guerrero. Dude, if you're getting the hoovy juice. Man, I don't, think, I don't think she can do that. But here's the thing. I do. One thing I love about Sasha is she will scour the globe and train when she is frustrated with the company she works for. Nobody. Who, who does that? I'm going to go to warehouses as a millionaire and work when I'm mad at the company that's paying me. Nobody does that. You're smart enough to recognize I'm out here getting my skills up for the next job. Right, right. And, and you could do worse than being around Juventud Guerrero or stardom, you know, who, who she was hanging out with too, you know. I mean. Or working with Kyrie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyrie Sane. That's, that's, a, not hard. that's not bad company to be in. No, no, she's very, um, she's, a mixed, she's a mixed bag in that sometimes when she's on a run, uh, she can, I don't, stale's the wrong word because she is spectacular. But some, there are champions that are great, but that at some point you're like, I just want to see her wrestle more and talk less. Does that make sense? Yes. I do like her. I, I do like her. And if you're Sasha Stan out there, do not attack me. I think she's spectacular. It's just sometimes I, I liked her alliance with Bailey a ton because together they have a whether they're mad at each other or happy with each other or their faces or heels, they have a cohesion together that is really wonderful. And it, it just showcases them both. Bailey got a long title run in her? Uh, yeah. They're not going to give it to her, though. I think she does, but I don't think she does. Yeah. No. She might be the best wrestler in the company right this second. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give her another one. Did you watch the uh, the Bailey match with Ripley and Asuka? Yeah. That was that was way up there in matches this week, and we oh, had great yeah, wrestling. Yeah. And Asuka is teasing her uh, evil personality. What do you think about that? I think that's good. I can't wait. I'd love to see Asuka get one. Just one, the one long reign she's deserved since she... As an evil person that spits green mist and just goes... Yeah. Yeah. Because we got to... Listen, we got to stop taking these wrestlers that are, like, kind of... You know, and then, like, the latter half of their career, we got to stop taking them for granted. Right. Mm -hmm. We We got to stop taking Danielson for granted. We got to stop taking Asuka for granted. Absolutely. We got to stop... Like, we got... AJ Styles. AJ, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. When when Daniel Bryan was threatening to just leave wrestling altogether, I kept saying, look, man, th- this doesn't happen all the time. Th- that's what frustrates me about Bryan not being champ, is that, to me, the end of his WWE run, the beginning of his AEW run, was the best wrestling he had ever done. And I believe, personally, that he has the best overall match quality in the history of pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. Because he's got twice as many matches as everybody else. You know, like Sean has a great thing, and Sean has high highs. But there were Monday nights he mailed it in. There were Wednesday nights. You know, there were Friday, you know, Thursday nights he mailed it in. There were nights that he came to work and didn't want to, stuff like that. Daniel Bryan was never that to us. 
No. He always treated us with the utmost respect because that's how he feels about the sport. You know what I mean? And, not, and when you have an AJ Styles, same thing, right? AJ mm. never cheated us. No. No. AJ knew the world was flat. He utilized it <laughs> to to be able to springboard and do things other people just couldn't do. You yes. know, when he had doubts about the earth being flat was when he quit doing the spiral tap. The, the spiral, spiral tap. The spiral tap. He quit doing that because he was like, well, I'm not sure. And then, you know, if he ever figures out that the world is for sure flat again, mm-hmm. it's coming back and it's on. Remember that. <laughs> All right. On that note, Justin, thank you very much. Ray, thank you very Thanks. much. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N project.com. Most of the rumors I hear I find on Smart to Death. Usually, I, lately, I've been trying to write them down. I did it today because most of the rumors I've heard are just they're in PWI. They're they're in twenty five different sources. They're not in one. Like so, Sasha Banks being in New Japan, we know. Okay, thank you yeah. very much. Oh, one thing before we go. Yeah, here's some thoughts out there for Barry Windham in the hospital. Oh, dude, you know what broke my heart? It, absolutely. A and two, he has a GoFundMe. It broke my heart that Barry Windham, who gave us so much, requires a GoFundMe. Yeah, that's sad. That that's really frustrating because right. he was one of the greats, you know. And and I, hey, Wyndham's named after him. Yeah, come on now. You know, come on. So yeah, if you can go to that GoFundMe help help Barry out because yeah, I mean we need to help keep Uncle Howdy out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and uh, thank you from Go Home Heat and Go Home. Awesome. Appreciate you.